listening to This Grit and Grace Life, a podcast for strong women and those who want to be. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, real talk for women embracing this grit and grace life. Let's get into it. Welcome to This Grit and Grace Life. I'm Darlene Brock, and as you know, Julie, I worked with men the majority of my work life. In fact, I traveled with them. I would be the only one, only female on the tour bus. Um, I've been married for about a thousand years. And <laughs> I love how you always add to yeah. it. I mean, I, technically, you are always adding to it. I am. So, yeah. It's like so dog keeps... years, though, the way you do it. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure my husband will love the dog years well, comparison, whatever. but yeah. Okay. I'll take that. And, you know, I, I was my daddy's little girl. So I've got a lot of healthy male relationships that I love. Good for you. Well, I'm Julie Graham, and let's see. I, um, I mean, I've alluded in previous episodes that I've never actually met my dad, which I'll just go ahead and say probably got some daddy issues. Just saying. Um, I was married for eleven plus years, and then my husband passed away, so I'm newly single and scared to death when I think about that. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm raising a little man, so I am very excited to have a conversation today about what it looks like to have healthy relationships with men. Yeah, especially in this season where we're talking a lot about sexual harassment or the Me Too movement. Mm -hmm. Um, And those are real things. But, you know, I think it's very important for us to know how to build healthy relationships. Yeah, it does. It does kind of seem like we as a gender have taken this defensive stance toward men in such a way that it's like we've decided they're no longer worthy of our um, attention and our respect and having healthy relationships with. And we couldn't believe that that is further from the truth, right? Yeah, we couldn't. And what's surprising is to most of this generation is they act as if this is a new scenario that we're dealing with, with the sexual harassment or, you know, some of the... Uh, bad apples, yeah, if we're being bad honest. Apples, bad apples. I mean... It's been going on for centuries, but I know it was going on when I was much younger. So this is not like a new thing that all of a sudden has just come up in the last decade? No. And, you know, personal experience, let me throw this in. When I was 17 years old, I did have a male teacher who did invite me to his home. Um, Like high school? High school. High school teacher. Oh, wow. Invited me to his home when his (gasps) wife was out of town. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So not but let's new. be clear, you did not go. I did not. <laughs> okay, I, just I feel like that deserved went, yeah, no, another no. sentence yeah, there. No, Sorry. Okay, I did not go. I just kind of went, are you out of your mind? Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. And I even had one time a uh, physician who was my family physician actually take my hand at the end of the visit, kiss it, which what? is creepy, creepy, creepy. Super creepy. And then he said, you know, when Dan's out of town, we were young married people. When Dan's out of town, I we could go out on my sailboat. Nope. Yeah, I ran out of that office and I didn't even pay my copay. Thank you very much. Wow. Yeah, that so, is insane. So a lot of, that has that kind of stuff has been going on forever. But let me give you the other side. I also worked with bands that were all always primarily men and I would ride on a tour bus with eight men and they were amazing <laughs> eight young men and you were responsible for overseeing yeah. them, right? And they were amazing. The great guys, great mm-hmm. guys. Loved working with them. So You know, there are bad apples, and there always have been, but there's some great guys, too. There's been some bad apples with women, too, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, we're not going to go into a list, but we could if we really wanted to. We could, for sure. (laughs) But that's not the goal. Our goal in this episode is to just kind of reassess 
healthy ways to interact with men because we think that there are great guys out there and you're in relationship with them, whether it's your boss or coworkers, your neighbor, your doctor, <laughs> I, mean, or, I guess we'll throw that in, um, your brother, yeah. your kid's teacher. There are plenty of men in your life and we, we want to be careful that we don't become a group of women who is scared to death to talk to the other men that we're around. Yeah. Because Absolutely. we're assuming the worst about them. Yep. So you did some research, which I just love that you do the research for this. Cause you know, I just, I would prefer to just show up and talk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that's how we roll here. Um, but you did some research, which this was so interesting to me. You found an article, um, on young men's health website, which I didn't even know was a thing, which why would I? Um, but yeah, because kind you're of, not a young man checking yes, your health. And okay. Exactly. But I mean, I remember being um, a preteen and teen and reading like 17 magazines. So it feels like this young men's health is kind of that for young men. Yeah. Life it, advice in all different areas. It is. Uh, teen to 20 year old. It's advice for them in whatever the subject and so you actually pulled up some advice they were giving to young men um, on how to have healthy relationships. And I thought the things that they were sharing really were super practical for us to consider as we seek to relate healthfully to men. Yeah, absolutely. They were telling these young men that they need to be in a healthy relationship or what becomes a healthy relationship is when that person makes them feel good about themselves, Interesting. not angry, sad, scared, or worried but a healthy relationship means that you walk away feeling positive. Huh. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does for us, too. That's the ironic part to me is that it's no different for either gender. And to build a healthy relationship, it needs to be a positive relationship. Yeah, I mean, if you're spending time with somebody who makes you feel bad about yourself... That's definitely not a desired result on any side of the fence. So yeah, that makes sense. Be around people who you feel comfortable and good about yourself when you're in their presence. Yep. They go on to say that healthy peer relationships involve an equal amount of give and take, but an unhealthy relationship, there happens to be a unfair balance where one person um, is doing more of the giving than the other. Oh, and that's true again in both genders is in any relationship, but in a relationship between the genders, you don't want to feel like you're doing all the work mm. that whether it's in a work relationship or a marriage or dating or whatever, you don't want to be the one to carry the whole burden. And they're telling young men they don't either. Yeah, I mean, I think this is something we tell women all the time because we're, it's almost like, again, we've put the guy into this negative position, assuming he's always the one wanting to take, take, take and never giving. But this advice to young men is be careful that there will be women who are out there. There will be other men or, you know, friends who will be out there and to avoid being um, treated this way. Well, and I think that's one thing we need to remember in this conversation is that it's not just women that feel hurt or feel taken advantage of or feel that they've been let down. Men do too. Mm. All right. Then the next one that they said was you should feel safe around the person and that you can trust him or her mm. and the relationship you spend time with instead of feeling like you're pressured into spending time with them. It is that you want to, that it is again, a positive thing. Yeah. No one wants to feel like they're an obligation to somebody else. We don't want that in our relationships with our friends, with our, you know, other girls. So of course men feel that way. They want to feel valued and important and desired. Yeah. And to be trusted and to trust. You mm -hmm. want to be around someone that you 
can trust Mm -hmm. and that you do respect. Um, And the truth is we have to earn that with one another. Mm -hmm. We can't just automatically say, uh, I trust them because they're cute or I trust Mm -hmm. them because they're smart or whatever the reason is. They have to earn the trust. So what's interesting is, as you said, you want to trust them because they're cute. I instantly thought, oh, usually the cute ones aren't that trustworthy. But what a stereotype, right? Uh, It is. Such a stereotype. So I think that's another thing we just need to keep in mind is we've hit this point in our culture where we are so easy to stereotype large groups of people, men and women. And so we're saying, let's go back to the basics here and consider what are the elements of a healthy relationship and apply that to the men in our lives, almost like giving them a like a do-over yeah so maybe i've kind of thrown you all into some big pot that is supposedly made up of bad apples but instead i'm going to give you a fresh eye and consider whether or not we can have a healthy relationship work home friendship neighbor church wherever you're relating with these men yeah and it is an individual basis Mm -hmm. i think that's one thing that we've gotten away from is we see collectives and it's not that it's an individual person that you're learning to get to know and build a relationship with. All right. So that was some advice given to young men through their um, early teens. What about you also found some information that um, was from psychology today, and they did a study of men asking them to share things that they had learned about relationships. So this is more coming from adult men, right? Yes, it was. Uh, I think the age group was 20s to 50, and it was basically men who had built relationships, some good, some bad relationships, and they were delivering the insights of what they thought made good relationships. And I think in that, we need to also say, all right, they're saying what from their side, well, if this makes a good relationship, it may be what we need to do toward them Mm -hmm. or be toward them. Yeah. So let's definitely dive into this. What do these men who, as you said, that 20 to 50, I mean, that kind of covers our target market that we would say we are trying to reach at the Grit and Grace Project and therefore here at this Grit and Grace Life. So I'm so curious to see what our counterparts would say makes a good and healthy relationship. Yeah. The funny thing is it's pretty simple. The first one on the list was be kind. Well, isn't that so easy? Yeah. At least to say it's easy. Exactly. That's just it. It's easy to say be kind, but that's just kind of a basic. Mm -hmm. I actually, there was a little girl I saw today, a toddler whose shirt said kindness matters. And it's like, that is so simple and yet so true. Yeah. But yeah, that is kind of the starting base point to even be able to start a relationship with somebody. I mean, if you start off bratty or rude or condescending, then that's probably not going to fare well for your relationship. So yeah. Yeah. And if we're looking at our relationship with men and how to get along with them now, um, we should start with kindness and a little bit of empathy, Mm. you know, thinking, all right, if I were in your shoes right now, especially in the workplace, if I was in your shoes right now, I would be walking on eggshells. Mm -hmm. I would be scared to death of what I said, how I said, what I did. And I think we need to be a little empathetic toward them and say, I'm, you know, I'm going to give you a break. I'm going to be a little kind to you in this scenario. Yeah, totally. Well, the next one was that we want, um, they want, I should say, and therefore we want to, because we think we're kind of saying we all want the same things here, um, is to be honest and trustworthy. I know. Honesty. I mean, isn't that just, again, a basic need that sometimes it's so easy to overlook and just a little white lie or just a little side skirt to the truth. But yeah. then when a man... It comes out that he wasn't being honest. We make a really big deal about it. 
Well, and let's just go there. We know that some men can be deceptive and some men can be dishonest, but we also know some women can be deceptive mm-hmm. and some women can be dishonest. Um, but, you know, they they are saying they put value in honesty and trustworthiness in relationships. We should, too. We should be looking for that. And also, I think we should be encouraging that and applauding that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely something to be said about even when it comes to maybe conflict in a relationship or an issue that needs to be addressed, dealing it with honesty and transparency is going to just build trust in the relationship instead of just letting some bitterness spring up over time because of this little issue that you didn't want to be honest about having back when it first started and then it becomes a much bigger deal. So if we could just build our relationships on honesty and trustworthiness from the beginning, we'll be better off. Yeah, and I think the next one that leads right to the next one is be willing to trust. That's a hard one for some of us ladies when it comes to men. Absolutely. And sometimes for really good reason, because Mm. we've been hurt. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have been, our hearts have been broken. We have uh, had very bad experiences. So you are a little hesitant to trust. But if you don't trust, you never find out that they are worth the trust. You never find out that there's a relationship there that can be had. Mm. I, I, f- I can't help myself. I feel like in this section, we do need to at least hint that if you're wondering, is the guy I'm with worthy of my trust? You might want to go back and listen to episode 24. We had our friend, Dr. Zoe Shaw on. And on that episode, we actually really discussed when is it time to leave an unhealthy relationship that you have with a man in your life. So if you haven't heard that one yet, and you're hearing this conversation on trust, and if it's hitting you, like almost like with a negativity, or you're finding yourself defensive, like you hear us saying you better trust him, even though your gut is saying maybe you shouldn't, I'd recommend listening to that episode because maybe there is a deeper issue with the way you're responding to this concept, but in a healthy relationship, you must be willing to trust because that is very foundational in order for it to be healthy on both sides of the street of that relationship. Yeah. And if you can't trust, if you find over time that you cannot trust them, then the relationship diminishes, whether it is a coworker who is taking credit for things that you're doing, Mm. and that can come in any gender, Mm -hmm. or whether it's the man you're dating, little things that you notice that are not trustworthy, then that is the way to disintegrate a relationship, not to build one. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Here's another um, really important key to a healthy relationship is to give and take equally. Oh, wow. You've got to be doing both. Wow. Okay. So giving, let's start there. That means you're the one that steps out. You're the one that can works on the relationship. Um, you're the one that cooks the dinner if it's in the family life, or you're the one that uh, comes up with the ideas in the boardroom. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's important. Sometimes we can get in a position where we feel like everyone should be doing something for me, but when we kind of flip the script on ourselves and realize what can I give today in my relationships, both with guys and girls in my life, then it becomes a healthier balance and you are more connected to those people. So you've got to be willing to give and you've also got to be willing to let other people give. Some of us are control freaks, right? Oh, no, not at all. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, not us. Not in this room. No. <laughs> Stop. It's my turn to talk. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we've got to be able to do both because both are super important in order to have a balanced and healthy relationship. Yeah. I think one thing that was interesting in this too is the statement that they made that there is no need for scorekeeping in a healthy relationship. Oh, that's convicting right there. It is. 
Because we tend to go, well, I did this and I did this and now you owe (laughs) or I get a break because. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So healthy relationships um, from these men's point of view and should be from ours too. uh, They don't, you don't keep score. You don't say I'm three for me, two for you or five. I don't say five for you and two for me. (laughs) I mean, really, we don't ever go there. And Julie, they do say, and I totally agree with this, that it is important to remember that your partners, your friends, your coworkers can only love or care for you in the way they know how to love or care for others. This gets at that whole idea of love languages, right? So Ah. for some people, they show love by spending time with you. Others show love by giving gifts. Others still show love by, um, what are some of the other love languages? Oh, do I'm a doer. Serving you. Yeah. yeah, I'm a doer. I want to just take care of things. Yeah. And so it's important to acknowledge that every person may not show love in the exact same ways. But if we uh, assume that in order to be loved by somebody, it has to look like this certain prescription that I'm used to or that I prefer, then that's going to have a negative effect in all of our relationships. So just reminding ourselves that someone that I'm in a relationship with at work or in my neighborhood may show their love to me in a different way that is more natural to them, but that doesn't mean it's less valuable. So we need to look at it objectively and say, oh, that is a demonstration of your care and concern for me. Yeah. We actually have an article on the Grit and Grace Project that I'll link to that talks about some of the different love languages. If maybe that's, you're not familiar with it, what they are or just need a refresher, which I, I just couldn't even name them off to you. So maybe I need to read the article. <laughs> <laughs> I just focused on the ones that I care about. Yep. Touch is one, right? Touch, yeah. gifts, words, words of affirmation. Yeah, that's yeah, a big one. That's a good one. Yeah, that's yeah good we'll one. link to that in the comments or in yep. the show notes so you can be reviewing that because that is definitely a key reminder in any healthy relationship. Yeah. Oh, here's a big one. Can you read the next one? Oh, I can. Maintaining healthy boundaries. Oh, that seems to be the, the touch word. point right now. <laughs> <laughs> boundaries. You're right, though. That is the touch point. Yeah. It's like, what can you and can you not say to a person that you work with mm-hmm. or a person that you talk to on the street? When mm-hmm. do you cross a line? Yeah, there's crossing lines physically, but then there's also boundaries in emotional connections that sometimes are easier to cross and can end up doing a lot more damage down the road. Um, sometimes we get ourselves in trouble because we share way too much with somebody who doesn't deserve that position in our life, or we are not willing to share enough with someone in order to have a healthy relationship with them because we're afraid of giving too much in our boundaries. Well, and when you cross over to a dependency mm-hmm. an, an unhealthy dependency, uh, on another person, that's when you have unhealthy boundaries. Absolutely. Okay. This is annoying, but we also have a really good article about dip boundaries. So <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm going to link to that one as well. Julie's good at this. These stuff. are all the ones that I literally right now feel like I need to review because I think this conversation is so important that we, we cannot write the men in our life off because they're like 50% of the people that we do life with. And so we've got to be able to see their value, see the uniqueness of the male gender, recognize we like to say that there's a difference, but we should delight in the difference between men and women. And so we want to be able to kind of get fresh perspective on interacting with the men in our lives. Yeah. And I think right now, especially when in the workplace, let's just go to the workplace. It is really tough for men. And the truth is they, all of us can say things that we shouldn't say. 
All of us can cross oh, lines me. we shouldn't see. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Julie, I, I've never been around you when you've stumbled over oh, something. Oh, my word. Yeah. But we all can. So I think in that, we give a little bit of grace. Now, mm-hmm. if it's repeated, mm-hmm. if it is something that is repeated offense or lewdness, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but if a man just says some stupid thing and he looks embarrassed and walks away, let him walk away. Mm, let him totally. walk away. Totally. Uh, more on that conversation is definitely unpacked in episode 14 about sexual harassment. I know I can't help myself, but that yeah. was a good one too. consider. If you are in the workplace and you're really struggling with, I'm in this me too era. And I don't know if I need to report every single little crossways look that a guy puts in my direction. I definitely would say, go listen to that episode to help you with that. Yep. All right. What's another one that the men from psychology today said were keys to healthy relationships? I thought this was interesting because I think that none of us do this well, but you do not meet anger with anger. Oh, what do you well, think? that sounds difficult if I'm being honest. Yeah. Because if somebody's upset with me, I am quickly defensive and want to be angry right back. So they're saying maybe we should not do that. Interesting. Yeah. What do they say here that sometimes you respond in anger and bear in mind that sometimes crossed swords are actually crossed shields because we feel threatened. We strike out. Interesting. Does that make sense? No, not really. That's what I thought. I saw it (laughs) on your face. (laughs) All right. So let's just, let's just say this. You're, you're anger. You're angry. They're angry. So when you strike back, it is more of a protection for yourself Mm -hmm then it is a real anger response where they're, they're coming at you and you're striking back to defend yourself, mm-hmm. to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't work because then it just blows all out the window. So make it a choice, you're saying, to even if we feel threatened to not respond with anger, maybe to respond with, let's talk a little bit more about this. Or let's just walk away for a while, and then we'll come back and talk a little bit more about this. That sounds even better, actually. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right. So say no to anger. That could be our bumper sticker. All right. One last one that I think um, we could always be reminded of, or maybe it's just me, that healthy relationships require being patient. Oh. Yeah, it does. Are you good at that? Yeah. I think I've gotten better at it Mm. over time Mm -hmm. just because I've needed it so many times that, you know, I'm better at giving it to other people. Yeah. I think the idea that we need to remember that everyone we interact with men and women alike have, have their own set of internal struggles that we may or may not know anything about. And so when we choose to be patient with other people, we give space for whatever they might be dealing with that isn't on the surface and isn't known to us. And so when we choose to offer both grit and grace, sometimes it looks like just being patient. I think all of this can be wrapped up in um, one word, and that is understanding, mm-hmm. understanding one another. We, we need to start there with our relationships, no matter what gender it is. But right now, I think we need to be really sensitive in our relationships with the men in our lives. Mm-hmm. And I think also we uh, would hope and trust, go back to trust that the men in our lives are also seeking to do this in this season. And so if we're just willing to have a greater understanding of sure relationships right now are strained across every environment, workplace, home, schoolyard, whatever. But if we can have a mutual understanding of at the end of the day, 
everyone is just seeking to make meaningful connections. Not everyone is out to get me or to offend me or to hurt me. But if we can have a choice to believe the best about the other person we're seeking to connect with, then we'll be a lot better off. Yeah. So I'm going to just clip through one more time the things that they said that we need to remember when dealing in all of our relationships, but specifically now with men. Be kind, be honest and trustworthy, be willing to trust, give and take equally, maintain healthy boundaries, don't meet anger with anger, and be patient. I mean, if I could do all of, uh, no, if I could do a couple of those things, I think I would have more successful relationships in all the areas of my life. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. I'm absolutely with you on that one, Julie Graham. So we're just saying we are a group of women who are unashamed to say we love and support and respect and believe in the strong men in our lives. And part of being a strong woman is appreciating the gift that it is to have important relationships with men in our lives as well. So we want to encourage you to do the very same. Yeah, absolutely. And don't throw the good ones out with the bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we don't want we don't want to be thrown out with the bad The bad girls that we know. You bet. So there's that. All right. Well, we want to end with a quote because that's just what we like to do here. I like this one that you've put here. It it lends itself a little more to maybe a more romantic relationship, which, hey, I'm a hopeless romantic, so I'm okay with that. Okay. I'll read it. It says, real men don't love the most beautiful girl in the world. They love the girl who can make their world the most beautiful. So ladies, we want to encourage you to build healthy relationships with all the men in your grit and grace life. Thanks for listening to another episode of this Grit and Grace Life podcast brought to you by the Grit and Grace Project. Take a few minutes and head over to iTunes to rate and review the show so more people can find us and be sure to subscribe so you never miss an upcoming episode. If you can think of a friend who could benefit from this episode or the show in general, please be sure to share us with her. And for all the details on today's episode, find the show notes by heading to thegritandgraceproject.org. You can follow us on social so you miss nothing that we're sharing throughout the week on all things living a grit and grace life. We'll catch you on the next one.